You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. All right. Well, welcome to another QB Power Hour. Today, we're going to be talking about leveraging partnerships uh, to grow your practice. Uh, Michelle, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Michelle Long, CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, owner of Long for Success, author of a few different books. Check them out on Amazon. And glad to have you guys joining us today. Um, thrilled to see you all on this tax deadline day for corporates. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're assuming that we're not going to have quite as many as <laughs> as we normally do on on a Tuesday, uh, just because there's probably some last minute filers. Uh, you know, you you both were were, were CPAs. Did you do? Ta- I know Carrie, you don't you don't like taxes at all. Did you ever do taxes? Yes, I did enough to know that I don't like taxes. <laughs> I don't know how you feel, Michelle, but no matter what, you get sucked in whether you do the taxes or not and helping people cl- um, clean up their books. Yep. Or this yep. is when they want to get yeah, update their software because that or update their books. So, yeah. And I do not miss the tax days. I do not miss the 100 hours a week and stuff. You know, you get to see your husband Sunday afternoon and that's it. <laughs> not fun. Well, more, if, if more- it wasn't. Go ahead. If it wasn't for deadlines, the, the taxes would never get filed, right? <laughs> that's that's true. That's well, true. And they really still don't. So. But it, lots of <laughs> lots of respect and admiration for all those doing taxes this time of year. So, for sure. Yeah. And uh, of course, my name is Dan DeLong, uh, the co-host today, owner of uh, Danwith. Worked at into it about eighteen years. Uh, and also a co-host with uh, Carrie, who is our guest today. <laughs> uh, so join us tomorrow for a workshop Wednesday, where we'll have uh, we'll be talking about actually payroll fundamentals, so something that Michelle doesn't want to talk about. Uh, Nobody <laughs> we'll does. Talk about it's like taxes. <laughs> uh, tech editor of uh, QBO for Dummies, and uh, this is like a, a top ten pro advisor social media reunion. All three of us here on the panel have actually uh, earned this award. <laughs> I should go get my award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am um, I am the founder of Complete Business Group, and we have actually gotten the award of having the top partner program underneath our reseller. I'm in the um, reseller channel. I actually got number one partner of the year. I'm not real good about talking about my, all my accolades. So there they are. I don't brag much. Even, but though, <laughs> even though you have a slide about bragging about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't. I just get real humble about it. But, you know, it's it's I love being in this industry. I have um, loved and adored and cuddled up with QuickBooks since it was launched. <laughs> when we were using Quicken to run our books <laughs> and said, this is going to be the next um, superstar. And I was right. I told my dad who was in IT and he said, no, 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 McCullough is good. And I said, no, it's not. So we had this war of uh, battle of software. And I think we finally came out ahead. But anyway, and thank you for having me. I also co-host with uh, our we- weekly workshops with Dan and we, um, we have our learning portal at School of Bookkeeping. A little bit about the QB Power Hour. We're still not eligible for CPE. Uh, so those of you that are hoping to join us for CPE credit, 
we, we don't do that any anymore. We are looking at other ways to be able to maybe leverage that, uh, but not anything right now. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about leveraging partnerships to grow your practice. Uh, next time we'll, we'll be having uh, some guests from Intuit talking about the desktop migration. Um, migrating from, from desktop to QuickBooks Online, it does seem a little odd that um, as, as Hector said in, in this, in this last week that, uh, Intuit is cannibalizing itself by, by, <laughs> by taking his own, its own customer base and turning it into something else. But uh, it actually does have some, uh, there's some thought behind it. And we want to talk about that and as well as some best practices for moving a client from, from desktop to online. Um, next time after that, we'll be talking about automating sales tax payments. One thing that, you know, people love to do is, is sales tax, right? I mean, <laughs> we're talking about tax forms and, and income tax. That's tax, like right tax, below, tax. right? <laughs> right below as far as uh, uh, a preference to, auto, you know, to, to do sales tax form filing as well. But we can automate that. Uh, we'll have Bookkeep and as well as uh, maybe Davo will be joining us as well to talk about a solution that they have. And then Practice Ignition will be coming back uh, to, to do a, a deep dive into the actual uh, software itself after that. Uh, so, of course, everything as far as uh, PDFs with slides, the recordings, the podcasts, and all other resources are at qbpowerhour.com slash resources. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, if you have uh, specific questions for things that we're talking about today, please put them in the Q&A uh, section. If you have comments, things you want to just uh, say because I see the chat is uh, bursting here. Uh, <laughs> if you have comments to say, just put those in the chat, like where you're from, you know, those types of things. Hello from. <laughs> that's a that's a good chat. But if you have a specific question about, you know, maybe something that was said so that we can address it uh, on the webinar itself or maybe even after, put that in the Q and A. And of course, we have the handouts as well as the webinar archive on QBPowerHour.com. Uh, so, Carrie, what are we going to talk about uh, today in our learning objectives? Ooh, this is very like formal. <laughs> I know it is, isn't it? Um, we we're going to talk about some different things that uh, we run into as pro advisors. One is what's the hardest thing we do is uh, up against. It's Intuit marketing, and Intuit marketing is pushing QBO, and uh, we don't hear about desktop. So there's so many products out there that need to fit your clients. So if you can take that marketing out of your uh, hat, then what do you do? How do you find the right fit for your client? Uh, partnering up on large projects. Are they too big for you? Do you know what you're doing? That sort of thing. And then we're going to give you some some to-dos at the end so you can start uh, going into, you know, targeting some concepts around how to partner up and some best practices around that, what to do. Awesome. Well, we'll start off with a poll because uh, we always like to know who's who's joining us today, like what versions of QuickBooks uh, do you support for your clients? Because just, just as you said, Gary, uh, there is a vast array <laughs> um, like if you look at the, if you go to quickbooks.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom and look at, and look at all of the possible QuickBooks products, it's, I mean, that footer at the bottom of the QuickBooks website is about as big as the rest of the website, right? 
Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the things, though, Carrie, you you mentioned the intuitive advertising and stuff. And I guess I've always looked at it from a different perspective. I love the fact that Intuit spends tens of millions of dollars advertising QuickBooks and everything. I can't afford that kind of marketing budget. (laughs) But yet that gets all these people wanting QuickBooks. And just like Dan said, when you go, which one's right for me? Or they get into one and they realize it's not. It drives a lot of business for us in answering their questions and supporting them to help them choose the right one or get into the right one and things like that. So I look at it as a benefit for us. You know, you're right, though. Sometimes we have to say, well, it's not really as easy as, you know, they make it seem, but we can help you with that to make it easy for you. You know, so I see it as a benefit to driving business. (laughs) It it, it definitely drives business. It definitely drives business. Occasionally, what what I find is that if if someone comes to me that's too big for QuickBooks Online, then there's a lot of discussion around it where there might not be a big fit, a bit the right fit. So I have to, they haven't heard of desktop. So (laughs) it's still there. That's where where I kind of have to fix the confusion part. Yeah. Looks like a lot of folks joining us today are uh, QuickBooks Online heavy, uh, but that doesn't mean that, as, as Carrie loves to say, desktop is not dead. Oh wait, <laughs> wait! Some... Add the two, add number two and three up. <laughs> now, there you go. And, uh, that does okay. that does exceed a few point of sale folks in there, and as well as something else. All right, so let's go ahead and and, and press on here. So what? Is this the right product? That I mean, because we're talking about like the, yeah. the vast array, you know, right fitting, um, you know, QuickBooks, the right version of QuickBooks for the solution. Uh, and, and to to Michelle's point, uh, the the marketing about QuickBooks, you know, QuickBooks when when you see it on on a commercial or on the Super Bowl, they don't say mm. QuickBooks Online, they don't say QuickBooks Point of Sale, they don't say QuickBooks Enterprise. They just say QuickBooks, right? Which then takes you to the website, and then all you see is QuickBooks Online. But there are other, <laughs> there are other options, right? Yes, there there are lots of different options. So, and then one thing that um, that I learned along the way is that the the concept around QuickBooks Online is completely different than the concept of around the desktop and enterprise version. Um, where to me, the enterprise and the desktop version, they've got a lot of really cool workflows and things that are connected. All the documents are interconnected. Um, so, and the design of it was you'd, you'd say, I want this feature, I want this feature, and I want this feature. And over the years, they have stuffed a lot of features in there. So it's, you know, it's really, really, really good with job costs. It's great with inventory. Like at any time, you can, you know, if you have the data in there, you can see what your inventory is doing. But when they created QuickBooks Online, it was meant to be the hub of your accounting. So it's meant to hold all of your financial information. And you are, and they what they want you to do is to add plugins around QuickBooks Online. So it's a different design concept um, as far as, as those two main things go. Uh, so you have to navigate that. Then there's some real key differences if you have a customer that um, needs sales orders, for example, that's not in online. Now it may be in a plugin. So there, there's, it's just a different way of, of approaching it. Yeah. And um, to help with all, with all of that, uh, Carrie and I, mostly I uh, created. <laughs> hey, I helped created edit it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, created a QuickBooks chooser that we put on schoolbookkeeping.com to help 
guide people to, um, you know, the right fit, right version, right flavor of, of QuickBooks. Uh, because, you know, you take QuickBooks online, there's four flavors. There's, uh, you know, Pro, Premier, uh, Enterprise for, for, for desktop. There's, uh, you know, point of sale. There's, and then, you know, to your point, you have, you know, the, the desktop that you can put in the cloud. That's yeah. kind of like a, a best of both because there, there may be a, a better, a better fit for doing things not natively inside of QuickBooks that you, um, that you may not, uh, you may eliminate, you know, some of the, some of the additional add-ons in that whole process. So we've put a, a QuickBooks chooser to help guide you through those specific questions that you can go through and just answer the questions to your client um, and, or, you know, answer your workflow questions to your client, which will help hopefully put, put, you know, suggest the right version of, of QuickBooks. Right. Yeah. The hosting, I sort of glossed over that. That's the ability to take desktop enterprise, not online, but to put it in the cloud so that you can access it from anywhere. Okay. And then, you know, there's this term that's thrown around uh, mid-market. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, so let's talk a little bit about that term. Uh, you know, uh, Michelle, um, some of the folks over at the, at the summit kind of brought that up, um, you know, as, Mid markets, the the kind of like the new buzzword uh, for for throwing it in 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 line with uh, with, with QuickBooks. Uh, what what are your thoughts, Carrie, about mid mid market or, or or Michelle? Well, I I was just going to say the challenge is, and we did talk about this some last week, as you mentioned, Dan. The challenge is everybody defines it differently, and it's not really a set different definition. Once a client hits this many in sales or this much in number of employees that now they're mid-market. It's not about that. It's a, it's about their business operations and mm. the needs of that business, not a strict number that, you know, once you get at this number of sales, now you're mid-market. I mean, Carrie, would you agree that it's more their operations and their needs? I think, I think you're absolutely right. At the mid-market, um, it's going to have workflows. You're going to have your salesperson, your, somebody that handles accounts payable, somebody that handles accounts mm. receivable. And all the workflow around that, um, that's what makes it more complicated. And generally, if somebody is in mid-market, I'm finding that they have more complex needs. They want to track inventory or they might have, this is a scary one, when they have manufacturing and assembly and stuff like that. So they really are, and they have a, they're making, they have big sales. So they're, they have a bigger budget. They have bigger, they have bigger expectations. Sometimes they're too big for us. And we have to gently say uh, and call it Um, because you don't want to throw somebody in even diamond enterprise, if you know that they're going to outgrow it in a year or two. So it's, it's very complicated. And the, and the thing that I found as a challenge when it was just me or me and one employee is setting up a customer in this market properly, training them and all that. It it took me down off of being able to take other calls for you know a month or two. So it's it's quite a challenge for a small entrepreneur or pro advisor practice. Yeah, you definitely don't want to put them in something that they're gonna gonna outgrow just because you like quick. Yeah, exactly. Now th- this is my favorite part of what Intuit does well um, is that their QuickBooks payments, and I've heard so many people screaming, it's so expensive and it's really, really easy to figure out how how much they're going to charge at this point. They've made it transparent. It's literally whether you swipe or key a card in 
and uh, whether you pay monthly or not, whether you hit a limit. But what's the so beyond that? Yes, we get them a better price, which people are like, oh, no way. But you do. <laughs> um, but the integration is amazing. Like if you think about trying to reconcile a, a, someone's books that has square, they they swipe twenty dollars, and then nineteen fifty or eighteen sixty three comes over on your books. You can't match all that up without a lot of clicking and and adjusting. Where QuickBooks payments, if you get it set up right and you have the workflow right in any product, it's beautiful. Same with um, with the payroll, the same thing. Um, point of sale is another one. It's all based on the setup and understanding of the software. Now, I, I know two people said they use point of sale. That's a really good, robust product. But it's not like when for QuickBooks first came out, you could just roll your sleeves up and learn it overnight. Point of sale is a different <laughs> beast altogether, um, where basically they take take that inventory piece and put it in retail for you, but it comes back to your desktop and it, and desktop fills in the missing pieces of your pie. That was yesterday, pie day. (laughs) And then Nice nice tie-in, Carrie. You like that? That that just came out of nowhere. And then field service management. I'm not an expert in that. Um, There's a lot of people, not everybody. It's one, to me, it's like point of sale. There's just a few that understand how it works, but they love it. They love the integration. So and, and that, hey. you know, that's the bottom line there is that if you use the integrated services, you're going to get more out. And in, 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 in theory, it's supposed to save you time. Right. I mean, yes. Um, you know, and, and I got excited about some of the things that we saw um, at the gallery walk last week of some of the things that are that are coming with with regards to some of the integrations, because they they can see that. And that's where that's where Intuit really excels is being able to uh deeply gather or you know extract some of the things that that things get done then automatically when it comes to either payments or payroll or reports uh that that come out after that when you're when you're done um michelle you were saying well i was just gonna say you know we're talking about leveraging partnerships and everything and as carrie said a few people specialize in point of sale or field service management and i think that's the key you know i at one point i don't know 10 15 years ago i thought oh i'm gonna get into point of sale and i went i got the certification did this i had one or two clients i quickly realized this is a whole nother beast you know (laughs) it is a huge time commitment and if you don't want to really specialize or focus in that that area, then partner with others who have that expertise. And that's what I decided to do because it was much more complicated and everything. So from the four that are listed here with payments, that's easy for us to understand and do the integration and, and work with and all that. With payroll, Intuit offers the full service payroll where we don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. But with those last two, you really should look for other advisors that have that area of expertise, leverage them and make a partnership with them um, as client needs it and things like that. So I, I agree with you, Carrie. There's there's a few that specialize, but not a lot of us want to delve into that, you know, really yeah, deeply. Somebody, so and 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 a lot of people are are talking about in the in the chat about about point of sale. Um and 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 when you when you're talking point of sale and you know just understanding the the nature of the beast when it comes to where inventory lies. It's it's best to work with the desktop because it's a desktop product. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it there kind are. of eliminate and it kind of eliminates some of the 
the flashy um, <laughs> the flashiness of retail, right? Because you, you now have to have a, a Windows based PC, you know, at the at the at the register. Um, you know, so the cloud hosting options, you know, are kind of limited now when you when you want to do that, you work, you know, wanting to work it with wanting to send the data to, to QBO, that adds another level of wow. complexity when it when it comes to that because it it's designed to work with desktop, you know, you know, pro premier enterprise. Uh, and then you have, you know, some of those companies where they're doing, you know, wholesale stuff with the inventory out of QuickBooks, and then they want to do, you know, stuff at the, the brick and mortar retail, you know, so it, it, it uh, that's yeah, not something that you want to tread lightly on, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're taking on some of those uh, clients. And you don't want to have to figure out, figure these things out yourself. Because it's, I mean, we have some partners that have figured it out and created an app to do what you just described. So, you know, either pick it as a niche or, or partner up because it's, it's a beast. I, you know how I learned point of sale? I worked for my dad's company, an IT firm, and he sold it. And I got sent over there. <laughs> and because it said QuickBooks, they said, Carrie knows how to do it. She's a pro advisor. So I ended up saying, listen, I can't charge you anymore for this. I'm just going to be a free employee for two weeks. And I just learned, I rolled my sleeves up and learned it. But I didn't, I didn't have enough of a demand to make that my niche. I figured it out. Um, I've, I'm rusty on it. I know what it can do. But, you know, as far as getting in the nitty gritty of it, the only thing I do know, this is really cool, though, when I was doing my TWN interview, you can connect GoPayment to QuickBooks Point of Sale and sync certain inventory items. Then when you ring them up on a GoPayment, say an iPad, it will it will relieve your inventory. That's a very unknown. Why we don't know this out loud, I don't know. We'll <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah the, the, they didn't have the marketing dollars to uh, no. <laughs> to do that like like they do now, right? But Square does, so they get the they get the hit. So. <laughs> So, you know, as, as, as you mentioned, you know, QuickBooks is the, the ecosystem for, for a small business, but it doesn't do everything. Uh, so sometimes it's good to have uh, a, a plan B when it comes to that. And so let's talk about some of these things that you've, uh, you've discovered over the years that, uh, yeah. that you recommend. So we, and we use that. We're still on enterprise hosted um, and I use bill.com. That's how we pay our, our, our uh, partners. It's good. It's not perfect, but it's better than, you know, what's built in. I really like it. Bill and pay is an invoice, not, I don't use it for bills. I know bill.com is so confusing. Bill.com <laughs> I use for vendors, paying bills and bill and pay I use for invoicing it because it just takes your QuickBooks payment and e-invoicing and all the freebies you get when you sign up to one more layer of um, super cool features, paying on sales orders, paying over time. Um, auto renewal, recurring, updating your credit card, customer's credit card, a lot of really good features, you know, for an additional $20, $30 a month. Um, we all know, everyone knows QuickBooks time T-sheets and, and it's going through its um, journey right now. Transition. Yeah. Transition. <laughs> so hopefully it'll come back on the other side, back like we loved it. Um, Avalara is my go-to for sales tax integration. I know there's other options, but they seem to be the Cadillac choice. Webgility, Dan can speak to that better than me. I know what it does. Um, connecting shopping carts to either flavor. Yeah. Do they do yeah, QBO still? Okay. Yep. They can do any any flavor of QuickBooks, even point of sale. And Bookkeep is a new 
new to me tool um, that allows you to connect uh, different things to your QBO and, and eliminates that double entry. Cause that's one of the problems I find is that sometimes the bank feeds are coming in twice and I get frustrated with that, but whatever programs they connect up with, which band, what's a handful <laughs> of them that they work with. Yeah. The, uh, the other, the other online sales channels that, that they work with, but that's a, a QBO version of, of Webgility when you want to summarize it, right? Like, so, uh, one of the advantages of Webgility is to bring over the detail. If you're if you're using QuickBooks as your source of truth for inventory, then you you know Webgility is 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 our go-to recommendation. But if it's just a summary, then Bookkeep uh, and they're using QuickBooks Online uh, to Bookkeep would be the way to to do that. Um, Kathy mentioned in the uh, in the um, uh, the Q and A why you prefer Bill.com over Melio. Um, and and that's something that actually we've been trying to implement is the <laughs> is the Melio options inside of uh, again to you to your point you're using enterprise to track track all your business uh, so it's a desktop product and and uh, Melio is relatively new right in, and I think it took away desktop. it I think right now at this point Melio doesn't have all the features bill.com because I can select lots and lots of bills to pay in one payment rather than one at a time. Yeah. yeah that was, that was the deal breaker. I think when it came to that, when you have a bill uh, you have to make one payment uh, in, in Melio. You can't summarize all your bills into, into one payment, which is. Well, when they uh, fix that, then we'll look at it. Yeah. Again, so. <laughs> right. Cause you can't beat the price of Melio. Uh, free-ish, as they call it. Right, and it doesn't, the approval, you know, bill.com has that approval part, which, you know, I don't even use that part, but it would be a good, you know, as as we grow and we have different workflows, we may add an approver before it's paid. So it does it does have good features. Now, bill.com does do invoicing and stuff, but it doesn't use QuickBooks payments. So um, I prefer QuickBooks payments. It's I think it's good pricing and integration and so forth. But um, so that's a little weird thing there. Bill and, and there, there is, yeah, there is there is approvals um, and there are approval workarounds and, and ways to do that. Uh, if you're using oh. QuickBooks Online, you know if you're QuickBooks, yeah. QuickBooks Online, which you know for your purposes uh, you you don't you don't use, but if you're using QuickBooks Online and Melio, you can add the uh, outside of Mel or outside of QuickBooks the the approval workflow and add the uh, Melio on the QB Power Hour. They talked a little bit about that. Um, so Easy Cloud, what is that? So Easy Cloud is actually the hosting provider we use. Now everyone loves Right Networks. Um, and I know every, you know, not not everyone, everyone has their preferred um choice. Uh Right Networks just came out with new pricing and they have three levels. It's just like payroll, like core, premier, and elite. And yeah, the difference deluxe is, if you're <laughs> it just it's premier, like who you know, gold, silver, platinum, and so it, but there's three choices. And the first one, of course, doesn't give you, but maybe bill.com is an add-on. The second one gives you some some of their preferred choices. So if it was like spill bill.com and some other things that I commonly use, the middle, you know, I always go to the middle flavor anyway, would work. But we had a customer that came in and they needed some. FedEx something integration. One of the 10 users needed it. And Right Networks is like, okay, then you go in the elite tier and the pricing just priced them out. So we were able to put them on Easy Cloud, 
And only that one user paid the extra fee for that add-on. So the pricing is more flexible um, and they, they just have more. Right Networks is pretty rigid with who they let in the gates. <laughs> so we we usually lead with Right Networks, but if it's not a right fit, I'm not going to you know just sell it because that's an Intuit QB cloud thing. I'll go over to Easy Cloud. Um, that's one of our, that's what we use. And the difference in the login is it's easy because you just use a URL to go into it. You don't have to have um, remote desktop connector loaded on your computer. So it's easy getting into it. Um, so that's, but there's, I know there's other hostings. You just want to make sure they're really secure and up to date. We left one that wasn't, and yeah. we lost, we lost a day's worth of stuff because they weren't ba- backing up and they weren't compliant. So right now I don't want to get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a good idea. No. Right. So, Let's talk a little bit about uh, being a, a QuickBooks solution provider because this was this was something that a lot of pro advisors that I talked to, you know, when I worked at Intuit, they just didn't didn't know about. So no, tell I, us a little bit about uh, about that and, and and fill fill folks in on on this option. So yeah, I actually didn't know about it either until two thousand and eight, and I had been a pro advisor since the pro advisor program around when it launched. And I had no idea there was this option. I actually stumbled upon it online on, on their website and then applied to be a reseller. And um, and then I got launched into this program of selling and I was like, oh, I'm not a salesperson, but you guys, you, I mean, I met like all the, all the, um, a lot of people that were teaching it at that time, Woodard was like the one, Scaling New Heights was out. And they were, and then some of those roaming people teaching, you know, we're in this program. I'm like, wait, you guys look familiar. So it's this teeny tiny little sales channel at Intuit, um, which most of the people in the program are pro advisors. So we're given pro advisor pricing. We're giving, we're given a whole, you know, notebook of products we can sell. And, and it's, it takes a, it takes a few years <laughs> to figure out <laughs> how you're getting paid. So version service, you get residuals, enterprise, you get residuals, QBO, you get bounties, uh, payroll, you get a commission. I mean, there's bounty commission to me is about the same thing. Um, they do send you leads. Then that can be questioned on who gets the most leads. It's probably who's selling the most. Uh, they, they have to pick who's, who gets the leads. Um, some of the leads are good. Some of them are bad. You just never know. Um, you have to meet sales criteria. Uh, there have been times when you didn't, but they've tightened that up. Um, they do give you some, you know, marketing stuff, and it's similar to what you can get as a pro advisor. Um, but it, it basically, to me, it takes your pro advisor to another level, but it changes your focus um, from just simply support to okay, how can I make money on products I'm recommending anyway? Because that's the way I sell. If I don't use it and love it. You can tell because you heard me, you know, I, I I love my enterprise. So, you know, but Dan, thank goodness Dan knows how to speak to QBO because when you're in the right fit, you want the customer. I don't want to jam them in what I like. I want to be knowledgeable in what I do know. Right. And, you know, as far as, you know, I, I worked there and I knew about it. And there was always this, there was, you know, from the internal side, you know, it was like there was this nebulous what is that you know and you were <laughs> you know, with and, and, a lot of them too in in <laughs> tucson <laughs> yeah and they well and then you know there was this uh they started by calling it the intuit reseller program 
And just that word reseller just seemed like, you know, what, wait, dude. And when I left into it, it I, I looked into it because I, I was like, okay, well, I, I know there's an opportunity here for all of these things. And I looked into it and I, I, I looked at the program. Uh, I, <laughs> I couldn't really make heads or tails. I did. I still didn't understand if I had to buy stuff to resell it. Like if I actually had to have inventory of, of QuickBooks licenses because of that, that term was still being bantered about, about being a reseller, and, which meant to me that I, I was going to buy it at a discount and then, and then sell it and then pocket the difference. And so, and it's gone through so many changes and along the journey. Mm-hmm. And the reason for it is because software used to be a box product you put in your closet. So along the journey, it turned into subscription and it's kind of chaotic for you to buy inventory of subscriptions <laughs> sitting on the shelf that you're paying for to turn around. So it, it's, it's basically you're, you're, advising, providing the good pricing and executing the sale through into it, which is the better way to do it because then the customer's credit cards on file, not yours. And they, if they, if their credit card conks, which happens all the time, um, their software will conk turn off or whatever. And not, you don't have to be the middle person. That, that's the way I prefer to do it. You don't have to be the middle person around that. So you could sale. actually you could actually do that where you buy it, you you buy it on your credit card and then you recoup the billing however you prefer. Yeah, from, and oh, and okay. I, <laughs> I actually did that because they recommended doing that with Right Networks, and I got burned a few times too many. And I you know at fifty five dollars a seat, I was like, this is crazy. The customer's not paying me; their card crapped out, but they still have access to their hosting. So it was it was too chaotic for me. Um, but the the sales criteria is what what sort of scared me because I'm not, you know, sales isn't my nature, but recommending products that I use and love is that I can't, you can't get me to stop <laughs> talking about. <laughs> so that's a win-win to me. If, you know, if you're passionate enough about the products that you do use and love, you naturally you're going to sell them. Yeah. And that's, and that's how I came to be introduced to you was through one of your partners Yes. Uh, who bumped who bumped into me at, at Kubi Connect and handed me one of your flyers and said, Hey, you need to you need to partner with partner with Carrie. And and when I talked to you, I was like, Oh, you take off all the headaches of dealing directly <laughs> with Intuit. All I gotta do is just share what I already do. And it's like, oh, okay, well, this is this is a no-brainer then. <laughs> all right. So uh some of the uh Maddening things about uh, navigating the QuickBooks promotions. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about that, Carrie. So, as because most because we are pro advisors and resellers, we get the best pricing. We get some lifetime discounts off of enterprise. Um, so, as far as you know, Intuit will throw out these promos. We can take, we can sell things at a promo. We can sell things with a perpetual discount, which I prefer. That you could run the numbers and see which makes more sense. Um, you know, selecting the right product, I think is really hard for people because like, you know, you can, you know, you can hear in my voice that I, I, you know, if I'm using it, I love it. It would, it's hard to find the right product for the customer. So you have to be real careful that you're not jamming them in the wrong thing, but we have access to the whole menu of options. Um, we do, we did find this, this last bullet point that we have is all around QBO. There is sort of some chaos around when a customer buys QBO, uh, we get these promotional discounts 
that are great. They're for 12 months. Um, and when they upgrade and downgrade, they they fall off or we have to call our, our contact. And it, it's a lot of time suck to keep the customer in the right product. So Dan has looked at it differently, like just start them off high. And, and if it's more than you need, you're getting 50% off or 30% or whatever it is. After those 12 months, downgrade them because you're going to be hitting MSRP anyway. So there's there's a lot of things, as you can tell, that we've had to say, wait a minute. I mean, I get new pricing on this product we can add. I have to sit back and, and really study it so that I can turn around and explain it. It's like learning a foreign language, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need a Duolingo uh, app for, um, for, for QuickBooks promotions. Yes, you definitely do. All right. So we're going to throw, throw out a, a curveball here. Uh, so we're talking about we're talking about uh, uh, products, but now support, right? Like, do you struggle to find the right answers? I mean, even uh, just in our Q and A, can you recommend a YouTube uh, dealing with ARAP and credit cards? Uh, that is, <laughs> well, I, I would say and- Michelle's YouTube is. Uh, I mean, you build a YouTube <laughs> on, on dealing with uh, credit card uh, processing, right? Well, I, I did have some stuff in there on that, but I was just answering that question. There is a lot of stuff out there on the proper workflows in QuickBooks for entering these things. And if people haven't done it already, check out QBTrainingEvents.com. Into it has intro to QuickBooks for accountants. And then, of course, it has all the certification training. There's now payroll certification oh, training God, out there. Oh, that's great stuff, too. That's yeah, and, and there's uh, webinars on advisory services. I know I'm doing a Q&A on one of those right after this one. So there is a lot of free training out there. But like Dan said, do you struggle to find it? (laughs) So QBTrainingEvents.com is a great resource. SchoolOfBookkeeping.com is a great resource. Hector Garcia has lots of uh, great YouTube videos. So it just takes a little Googling. And you can always go to our Facebook group, um, QB Power Users. Um, Dan and I and Hector are all out there, Carrie's out there frequently. And you can post questions. And there's thousands of people who can help. and. help direct you to the right place. So that's my yeah, that, two cents. <laughs> yeah. And and that's one of the things that um that that we've been we've been trying to do at, at School of Bookkeeping is is put it all in one place. Because I, I I always lived under the adage, you know, I didn't need to know all the answers. I just needed to go know where to go to find them. <laughs> yep. And and uh more often, you know, uh once this once the Intuit kind of did this uh priority circle um that's still option with 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 yes okay. <laughs> with on-demand training it comes and goes, those it, comes things, it, goes. It, it seemed like a lot of the external answers kind of went away um oh, yeah. and, and, it, and it took a, a a small degree in google searching uh to <laughs> to actually find the the articles that are in the region that you want right like the, uh, hector was talking about at the at the summit he found this awesome, somebody sent an awesome uh, article about importing a journal entry in QuickBooks Online. And he was like, oh, finally. And it turns out it was Canada or UK yeah. or it was, it was a different region of, of QuickBooks uh, Online. And he was very upset and <laughs> bonkers as he. <laughs> well, and, and one other thing that I would add when it comes to searching and finding what you're looking for, try DuckDuckGo. 
because mm. with Google, the algorithms are so skewed and there's so many paid uh, advertisements and things like that. With DuckDuckGo, you get more true organic results and you can skip some of the, the paid and the monkeying that some people do to try to you know game the Google algorithm. So DuckDuckGo is actually a great way to help um, with your searches. So I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah, it's more it's more natural and organic. Well, since I have Dan on fast speed dial text (laughs) (laughs) and there was one day I was working on my own books because my my bookkeeper has had COVID three times. So I had to step in and go backwards some. But I said, there's got to be a better way to deal with PayPal. And I, of course, I have desktop and it's hosted and all the drama around that. And Dan goes, I found something for you. And he unearthed a uh, Hector Garcia video. And um, so I slogged through it and to twice, because I was like, wait, I must have missed something. And I figured it out and got it. And I was able to trick it out and pull it in like a feed. So that was, but I, I didn't do my duck, duck, go or my Google search. I just did Dan, <laughs> but it was, I was able duck, to duck, get an Dan. answer and it was for something so obscure. I mean, who, at this point you should just give up that PayPal is going to be painful no matter where you are and hand key that stuff in, but he had, he had a way to do it. So save my, save me some time and frustration. Well, on the the PayPal integration, I will just add, there are some great integrations and improvements coming soon. Dan and I were able to preview a few things at the gallery walk. So look forward to some of that. (laughs) All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, how you, how you partner uh, on on some of these projects, because as as you said, if you take on a project that puts you, that takes you out of commission, uh, you are literally out of commissions. Uh, because you can't, <laughs> you can't you're talk not, to new you're, you're going through this. Yeah. So if you're a reseller and you take on these projects, you're not selling anything, you know, you're, you're making money on support. It's this, it's this um, roller coaster uh, of, of fees. Um, yeah. This is, this is a big topic at all the, all the uh, conferences and, um, and identifying your, is it niche? I always say it wrong. Niche, <laughs> niche or niche, tomato, niche tomato. Niche, tomato. <laughs> so, um, you know, like, you know, Michelle and I were talking about, we just dove in and figured out how to do point of sale. And then we realized from trial and error that this is not going to be our, our niche or niche. So, um, so looking back when, when I launched, when I went out on my own, the way I figured it out was like, I looked back over the past year over customers that this is back um, when, you know, the find a pro advisor and you'd get random calls from whatever. This is way before the, you got, I don't know, it wasn't quite as organized. So I got calls from auto shops. I got calls from real estate. I got calls from people that wanted to do job costing um, inventory. And so going going through, I would look back and I was like, okay, I like that one. Why did I like that particular project? Well, probably because the people were really, really nice and easy to work with, and they were very appreciative of my knowledge. That that's that's a, a big one. But what was it about it that I really liked? Like, start to dig into. I enjoyed figuring out and showing them how you can make QuickBooks work for you. And if they're trying to see job cost, I figured out how to slice and dice and just showed them how to do it. So I thought, you know, on that, I would say my my I really love showing someone how to do job cost. 
is that totally, is that my thing though? I know how to do it, but I don't know how to take it to the second level. So if I wanted to, I could just specialize in that and, and get to be the guru of that. Um, and, and go into certifications and, and take classes. There's a lot of experts out there in these different areas. Um, always, obviously, you know, give your best customer service. And, and like I did with that point of sale person, while you're learning, you know, just, it, it was kind of hard though, going in and saying, I'm not going to bill you. <laughs> I, but, you know, cause you don't want to, you don't want to appear. So you, you kind of have to remain professional, but sometimes you have to give away some time to, you know, to, to gain back. Cause that I, to me, that's how I learn is from real life, um, real life things. And then using these resources to, to get up to speed real fast, you know, doing your duck, duck, go and figuring <laughs> out, or, you know, paying a couple hours to, um, like Diane Gilson's real big on the, the job cost stuff, which is what I ended up doing on a project many years ago. I just needed this little minutia, tiny little problem, around workers comp. And, and I couldn't, you know, I was struggling so bad. I couldn't charge the customer for that. Um, but I, all of a sudden I gained that knowledge. And then, you know, that, that was one niche niche that, that I, that I liked and charging enough. Oh my, that, that should have been a polling question, Dan. <laughs> Nobody charges enough. It doesn't seem like they're, they're charging like they're an employee. And I remember working at a CPA firm and whatever he paid me, he multiplied it by three. And that's what he billed me out at. So figure out what you're worth. If you work for somebody and multiply it by three, I mean, it gets, just don't, don't go out there charging 20 bucks an hour. You're not going to gain any respect. And if you're, if you're getting a niche area, you can go, I mean, to me, 150, 250, some three, I mean, you can go high Now you, you might drive customers away, but you got to, you know, you've got to, You've got to cover your all this time you gave away, all the energy, the certifications, the classes, and, and recoup all. your educational yes. costs. And, and Carrie, one thing that I might add, as opposed to you know doing it free or something, if it is a type of thing that you want to learn that and you want that experience and that expertise to help you down the road and in the future, you might just be upfront with the client, say, "Hey, this is my first, let's say, you know." Yeah, uh, e-commerce integration, whatever. And so I'm going to be learning a little bit. And because of that, I'm going to give you a discounted rate of 50% or something like that. Yeah. In exchange, I would like you to you know, write up a testimony or something when we get through this so that you can tell them up front that it's kind yeah. of a learning situation for you. So you're not going to charge them as much, but you're not doing it free either. It's right. kind of a win-win. You know, the client gets something out of it and you do too. So, you know, that's yeah. an, op an option as well. But I agree with you. Most of us are not charging enough. Yeah, exactly. And, and what happens when you're, when you're outside your wheelhouse or your area of expertise? Oh, uh, there's sales tax involved with e-commerce. I didn't realize that. What do you do? Um, well, <laughs> so what my, my uh, was getting a call from <laughs> someone who was in, they were, they were in real estate and it was, it was serious real estate. Like we're talking about, they had investment properties and they wanted to track and they wanted to know what they put into these investment properties. So when they want to turn around to sell them, what do they do? They were, um, and then they were doing rentals and it was way beyond anything. Nonprofit's another one that makes me break out in high. So there's, <laughs> there's projects that will make you think, and, and don't, you don't have to take everything that comes across your desk. 
But rather than saying, I don't do that, build up your build up your notebook of go-to people and that that love that stuff. Um, nonprofit, I don't, you guys probably have a, a list of that, but you know, who who would you partner up with that uh, that knows how to do it. So you don't send the customer away with making them think that they're in some unusual niche. It's just not yours. You know, um, I don't know if you've run into that. It's what, well, what's, you, the, what's have... a topic that makes you go. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carrie, you're totally right. Because what's happened to us is everything has gotten so complex and all these industries and the rules and regulations in various industries, it has gotten very complex and it is impossible for us to know everything. But as, as Dan mentioned, I may not know the answers, but I know where to go to get them, you know, and you yeah. know who to go to. So, you know, if you haven't met people yet, like I know, let's say Greg Boston in nonprofits, or I know, you know, um, other people in different industries, if you don't know somebody like that, again, that's a great place for that Facebook group. You can network and get to know other people, or you can ask people, hey, I need somebody in the property management. Do you all know anybody? And you will get lots of recommendations. People are very, very willing to share their ideas for better or worse in there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can, you can develop those relationships and find that expertise that is outside of your wheelhouse. And for me, Carrie, that's what really helped me build my practice around QuickBooks. Once I decided I didn't want to do taxes anymore, I was able to exchange referrals with tax professionals and they knew I could do the QuickBooks setup, training, cleanup, whatever. I wasn't going to steal their tax client. So we would exchange referrals. So if you've got a niche and somebody else has a niche in not profits, you can exchange referrals um, yes. with other people. So leverage I, those relationships and those partnerships. Exactly. And that's one of the, and that's one of the reasons that, that Michelle and I wanted to do, you know, like a series on niche nuances and have those those professionals come on and talk about some of those things that are are unique. So one, if that's something that you're interested in, you can start to learn more about those those uh, nuances about that, about those, those industry types, or uh, you can go back and watch those things and reach out, reach out to them, right? Like if you, if you have a, 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 re, a real estate, you know, client and you, you, you want to just refer it off, you can, you can go and look at and, and, uh, and, and work with, work with those individuals as well. And one thing that I would say around that, that I, that I recommend, and it's hard because we're all so soaked up and pressed for time. Cause I think everybody is now saying, Oh, I need to get my book straight. But I think, especially in the beginning of a relationship you're building with a partner is, you know, everybody has their way of delivering customer service and not everybody's is going to be the same as yours is create a webinar call and, and eat your time on it. You know, just build that relationship and see how they perform with your customer, with your, um, with your prospect. And, and then that builds up your confidence that, oh, when I send my customer over to Dan, I don't have to keep showing up and taking time. I know that he will take them to the end. Or, or you say, Dan, Dan got him so far, but I need to follow back up because I own the customer relationship. You have to kind of figure out that journey of how and who owns the customer. It's a little, you know, the, I wish it was always, here it is, goodbye, but <laughs> it's not always that. <laughs> not always that easy. Yeah. So what do you do when your calendar is full? Because that time is the only commodity that we have a limited uh, resource on. So what, what, do you, what do you suggest there, Carrie? 
Um, well, yeah. So obviously <laughs> find somebody that has time. Um, and then you have this whole thing, whether you can trust them, you know, trust them from here, here it is, or will I circle back to it? Uh, you know, even if it is one that you pass to somebody, but you circle back with, like you might say you sell point of sale to somebody and you send it off to somebody that's, that's their niche. When they're done with the point of sale part, it may come back to you, but that's still saved you some time. You know, half yes. the project is done. Okay. Come back to me when you're done and we'll pull all the financials back together, hook up your payroll, your payments and get the, the desktop part working. And then off you go. So, you know, partnering doesn't necessarily mean, you know, this is now your client. It can mean let's do this together, but you do this part and I do this part, or even, you know, hiring data entry, hiring your kid or your neighbor or somebody local to, or who cares if they're local anymore? We have Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but and hire, you know, hire it out. And, you know, Carrie, another idea is, let's say I want to start specializing in a certain area, like point of sale or something. You know, I could contact somebody who's an expert in this area and say, hey, look, you've got this expertise. Yeah. I don't I don't have this expertise, but I want to learn it. Could we work together on this client so that I can learn from you? You know, so you can you can try to do things like that. Or like you said, you can just say, hey, can you do this setup and integration and, and ongoing support when we have problems or issues with point of sale? But then I will take all the rest of the client relationship, you know, so you can structure it for what works for you and whoever you're partnering with to meet the needs of the client. Yes. And, and that's one of the things. And that's one of the things I talk to my clients about is, you know, I'm like the quarterback on the team. I may call the plays, but everybody <laughs> has their own expertise. You know what I mean? Right. But I can pull the team together to meet the needs of the client. Um, and, and that's what needs to be, you know, center is what does a client need and how do we get this job done for them? I, I love that idea that the, I got the, the shadowing idea, that's, you know, that's a really good um, way to do it because it might be, you might be brand new and you want to learn how to do like conversions. You might want to shadow how it's done and, you know, but have the, cu the customer's going to be paying the person doing it. You're just overlooking it so you can learn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, setup and support. Oh, this, this is, is always the nebulous. Uh... How much is it going to cost? <laughs> yeah, the customer thinks it should be a hundred dollars, and this is this is a problem that I've run into when you're dealing with pricing of software. When you're talking about QBO versus enterprise, the price point of enterprise is higher. So if you do this annual price times three, that budget's a lot bigger than you do QBO times three. But what? for the year, but what people aren't realizing it's QBO plus this, 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 this times three is really your budget. So often we find that customers and pro advisors do not budget enough time to set up the file properly. And another rule of thumb is it takes like three, I'm, I'm, I'm really into this times three, three <laughs> times longer, which is what I actually did with my own books, <laughs> three times longer to undo some corrections instead of having it done right in the beginning. It's much more painful. Sometimes it's better to just start over, but you have to, you know, figure all that out. What's um and and it's back to are you charging enough? I I am I am unusual on this flat pricing because with these setup projects, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you get in it. And every single one is different. And when a customer thinks you're going to set up my QuickBooks, their expectations could be a whole lot different than what 
you're thinking. You might be thinking, I'll set up your chart of accounts. And they're thinking, I want you to take everything out of Mass 90 and drop it in beautifully in QuickBooks. <laughs> and then away I go. An hour later, off to the races running it just like I did before. And so the, those expectations and then the pricing is always a huge challenge. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the the expectation setting, I think, is it's the, the key part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we, we deal a lot with uh, data conversion, um, you know, there's the expectation of, oh, I just give you my file. And like you said, magically, everything <laughs> just matches up perfectly. Um, you know, and that, that certainly isn't the case when some programs will allow for multiple AR and AP on the same transaction. And you try to bring that transaction into QuickBooks. We all know that that is a no, no, uh, in desktop, right? So, you know, how does that look once it, once it's actually done in the conversion, right? Uh, so setting that expectation that, okay, this is what you're going to get. Um, and this is what I don't know. I'm going to get <laughs> when you give me this file. So there's a, there's a lot of unknowns that we need to, to budget and plan for. What's funny is that years ago when people would go from paper and pencil to software, they did not seem to understand <laughs> what was involved. So now going from software to software seems to be smoother. I mean, it still has nuances, but from paper to software was like, they just did not. I'm glad we're past a lot of that. <laughs> right. So we've got some resources here. Um, you know, we want to talk a little bit about uh, these. We are coming up on the on the top of the hour. And we still oh, yeah, have another yeah. section to get through. So. <laughs> oh, I know. I guess. So, <laughs> so we have uh, a Facebook group that's um, managed by the School of Bookkeeping people, ABBA, which stands for Accountants, Businesses and Business Owners. <laughs> Accountants, so, so. Bookkeepers and Business Owners. There it is. <laughs> I knew it was something with a B. Um, and then we have our new platform of school bookkeeping where we have taken the content into um, a minute, three minute size content so that you can you can pick what you need to learn rather than watching the whole hour. You can kind of navigate at your will. Um, we have the, the partner program, or you can partner under partners like us um, to at least make money recommending something that you're already doing and not leaving money on the table, so to speak. And then the ProAdvisor training, is, as Michelle has pointed out, has, if you haven't looked at it lately, it is phenomenal. It is just chunk full of great, great stuff. Um, I just stumbled over the payroll part. We've never had payroll resources like this. And, and it takes you to, you know, from the beginning and the end to what do you do and what's payroll? So what do you do now to implement these new ideas, right? So what are you talking about this client review? Yeah. So go go through your cl- existing client base and see if there's anybody that you've just simply, you haven't touched base with and see and find out if there's anything else they need. Are they ready to go? Are they ready to try online? Are they, you know, service industry? Are they something that would benefit from some of the newer tools out there? Um, try to integrate, 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 and, you know, and start making your go-to list of partners. And, and I highly recommend that, you know, as you're building your list, that you join those calls so your customer knows that, you're um, you're invested in it, and once you feel like, oh, I can, you know, I've got Michelle's my partner. I'm just gonna <laughs> hand her the hand her the ball, hand her the ball, and she'll run with it. 
but you know, not every, not every partner is, but it still can help you save time. Um, invest in yourself and go to the conferences. They're huge. Do them online, get certified. Um, make sure your social media stuff is all updated. That's really painful to do, but do it. Um, brag. I'm bad about this. Brag about your accomplishments, your awards. Like when you're talking to your clients too. say, that reminds me of a so-and-so customer that had the same thing. I know how to help you. Um, there we go. And we just said, I just joined, I just jumped ahead. I just said everything on that slide. <laughs> Join a partner program of some sort, several, many. Um, it's, you know, it's just join something. If there's products you're recommending and they offer a partner program, then, you know, then, and then join it. And from those partner programs, often, not always, there are Facebook groups in different places where you can ask questions. And, and so one of the things that you're doing in your, your, your business is yes. building a partnership of partner programs. Right? So as, as a, uh, as a, somebody maybe joins your partner program, they're also a partner with some of those ADP. things that you already recommended. Right. right. So it's, it takes a lot of the headaches of not just, not just being a QuickBooks solution provider, but also the partnerships with other programs as well. So you, you take all, all they have to do is just recommend the products and, and, you know, figure out how to, how to order these things or, or pass the referral or however, however you want to manage that, that partnership. And then they recoup, um, yeah. you and know, when, when something happens. Right. And we're just, we're, we chase down the, we chase down the payments and stuff. And it's, you know, as you can imagine into, it's very complicated with their different channels. And then the ones we bring in, it's a lot of work, but so because of that, we do 50, 50 to cover our admin time, but it is, it is quite a challenge. If you join a partner program, you've got to track and make sure you got paid for that sale nine times out of 10, you won't. So, <laughs> so I'll throw out the last uh, poll question. Would you like to learn more about being a, being a QSP? Um, you know, so there's really three choices are yes, I'm already aligned with one or I don't accept commissions because as a, as a CPA, Michelle and I were, we, do we already talk about that before? I don't, I forgot. <laughs> I think that was before we started, but yeah, yeah, C, yeah. CPA sometimes because of the independence and, and objectivity and all that, we would have to disclose it and everything. So sometimes CPAs would rather yeah. just pass the discounts on and things like that. But Carrie, you know, one of the things I think I've, as someone who decided not to join the QSP program or that used to be the IRP and an ISP, and now it's a QSP, but the reseller program, one of the big benefits I see you all get a lot of extra training and, and webinars or workshops or seminars, whatever. You get a lot of information and support from Intuit on new features and new products and new rollouts and dates and details. And you have a lot of that deep product knowledge that, you know, as pro advisors, we get a lot of free training as well, but you all get a lot of different in-depth mm-hmm. training on that stuff. So um, there's a wealth of information that you all have um, that makes you a great resource, even if people decide not to be a QSP themselves. Right. And we we actually, one of our top partners says, I, I have to maintain that independence. So we share some big support leads because she has the uh, bandwidth to do you know, manufacturing and clients that, you know, I, we can't, so it's a, it's a win-win and we just have her marked as no commission, but she knows that we'll give her all that 
we pass on all that knowledge as we learn it hot off the press. And she has a way of ordering software at a discount for a customer. So it's, um, it's, it's a win-win. So we, we, we set partners that don't want commission too. So that's not a problem, but we offer it for those that do. (laughs) Well, listen, I have to jump off to help with Q and a on one of those advisory webinars that into it offers. So thank you, Carrie and Dan, both of you. Thanks everybody. And I'll see you all soon. Bye. All right. And, and thanks, Carrie, for joining us. And we're at the at the top of the top Woo! of the power hour. <laughs> Excellent. So, it. so, so uh, thank you again for, for joining us, Carrie. And uh, for those of you that um, might have some free time tomorrow, if you want to join us for our workshop on payroll fundamentals, join us again. We make uh, it tomorrow. fun. I trust. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, we make it fun. <laughs> All right. Have see a great day. And we'll see you have next a good time. One. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.